You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. And again, I am especially glad you've joined us during the really turbulent things that we are living through right now because of the coronavirus pandemic. We continue to offer this forum each day here on Detroit Today as a way to connect with each other in the radio world because we can't connect with each other in the physical world. This is where we can talk about the things that are happening that are upending our lives. This is where we can talk about the way that we feel about the things that are happening and maybe about how we're anticipating we will feel when the real consequences of this pandemic start to play out in dramatic fashion. As always, we want to hear from you. How are you doing? What are you doing? And how are you adapting to all of the changes that have been forced on us just in the last week? Think about how different life was just last week. Someone reminded me recently that last week, uh, we, we, just last week, we had the Michigan primary. We actually all went out and voted. That seems somehow so distant and far away and long ago at this point, given what has happened in the intervening days. So give us a call and tell us how you're managing the isolation, how you're managing perhaps the loss of work, which is starting to hit lots of people, and how you're managing the fact that uh, you and your family probably are inside most of the day together. Uh, People getting a little stir crazy, I think, and people getting a little anxious. Uh, What are you doing to relieve those feelings? What are you doing to feel just a little better and a little more stable at a time of such turbulence. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Up next, school is canceled, of course, across the state for three weeks as we try to slow the spread of the coronavirus. We're just finishing the first of those three weeks, and I know lots of people are getting a little stir-crazy and a little anxious. Although schools are there to educate our kids, they also offer other critical services, including child care and healthy meals. So how is this affecting families have schools closed down right now, especially how is it affecting those who are most in need? That's where we want to continue the conversation today here on Detroit Today. And uh, joining us to talk a little more about that is Wanda Cook Robinson, who is the superintendent of Oakland's regional school district. Uh, Wanda Cook Robinson, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Yeah. So, yes, it's great to it's great to have you here. Uh, Let's talk about uh, what's going on there at Oakland County, especially hard hit by the coronavirus. How are you and the families that you're serving doing right now? Well, as you know, this is unprecedented. So we, we don't have a roadmap. We don't have a recipe. So we've had to quickly come together and to try to plan to move forward to support our students and families in Oakland County. Now, the one thing that I want to say is that all of the school districts in Oakland County, for our 200,000 students, we are committed to holding students harmless. We have the best interest at the forefront in all the decisions that we're making. The first thing that we want to say is that 
school may be closed, but learning has not stopped. Mm. Students all over the county are continuing to learn. We have what we call directed enhancement learning activities and a variety of methodologies and platforms across the county. That is occurring, and all of the parents in our county should have received a letter from their school district outlining what support and resources are available. Many are using Google Classrooms, some are using the Calvert Online, and so on, but, and including curriculum packets that have been developed by our teachers. So there's learning that's still occurring. So school is maybe down, right. but learning is continuing. One of the major issues that we've had in Oakland County that we've thought about is the food issue. We wanted to make sure that there was food equity during this time for all of our students across Oakland County, and all 28 local districts are providing two meals per day for students. So it may be a drop-off point. It may be delivered um, to your subdivision. It varies by district, but food is available. And I want to do a special shout-out to the United Way, Dr. Darian Driver, Mm -hmm. and Skillman, Tanya Allen, who have supported us in these efforts and making sure there was food available. Yeah. Um, That food need is there all the time, of course. And, you know, I always think there are people who believe that because Oakland County on average is so wealthy and is the wealthiest county in the in the state that the that those needs don't exist but times like these really remind us of how much need there is and and how desperate it is yes absolutely um Let's talk a little about uh, what, what what may be coming up. Of course, three weeks is a long time for kids to miss in-class instruction, but and you are doing this online learning. Um, what will that what will that result in? Will kids fall behind? Will kids stay with this? That's one of the things I'm really concerned with with my own kids is how much they will be able to sort of stick with this as we get further into uh, into this this change that we're experiencing because of the, the, the virus? Well, that's an excellent question. In fact, um, a very good friend of mine who, who is not an educator has been working with her child in Google Classroom because that's the platform that um, the local district um, suggested. And after two days and three hours, she called me and said, teachers don't make enough money <laughs> and, <laughs> and we need more teachers and God bless them. Um, because it, it is hard to, to motivate students. We are meeting as we are, in fact, Stephen, I left a phone call of the 28 local suits who are continuing daily to have phone calls to share and to explore this issue to talk to you this morning. And that's one of the issues that we're talking about. The first three days online won't, might not be too bad, but when you get to eight days and nine days, mm-hmm. how do we provide support so that the students are still motivated to stick with it and to stay with it online. You know, students will play learning games hours and hours, days and days, but sometimes when it gets to instruction and specific direct instruction, they often get tired or they may be bored. So we're trying to think of ways that we can infuse enhancement activities into the learning, Mm. things that parents can do at home. We've also had help from um, WDET with um, television programs. 
that have been interesting and enlightening and aligning to the curriculum. And we have been overwhelmed in the educational community at the help that has been just pouring from all different sources, mm. but particularly WDET, Rich Homburg, you know, it's Detroit with, Public you know, Television. Daily. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Detroit Public Television that you're well, talking Detroit about. Detroit Public yeah. Television, <laughs> exactly. The, um, he has been providing daily support to students who are at home learning. That has helped tremendously, as well as other programs. Yeah. And my guest is Dr. Juana Cook-Robinson. She's a superintendent of Oakland Schools. We're talking about what's happening in Oakland with regard to making sure kids continue their education while we are mostly staying inside at home during the pandemic uh, associated with the coronavirus. We're also talking about other needed services that are getting to families and kids in Oakland schools as, again, people are just unable to do the things that they would normally do. Uh, We really want to hear from you as well. How's your family coping with school buildings being closed? How has this week gone with virtual learning if your kids have started it? And do you worry about what the time away from classrooms will mean for your child's education? We especially want to hear from you if your family depends on child care or healthy meals that schools provide? Are you someone who is still working and can't stay home with your kids? Have you been navigating this situation in a way that uh, is maybe different than what people expect? Give us a call and let us know what's going on with you. Also, let us go. let us know what's going on with you generally. How are you dealing with all of the things that have changed just in the past week in our lives because of the coronavirus pandemic? The number on the phones here, as always, is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work you into the conversation. Let's go to uh, Adrian in Detroit. Adrian, welcome to the show. I want to thank all the healthcare providers out there because while our families are hunkering down at home, we're making the sacrifices to go take care of other people. And it is a job that you must love because no amount of pay can make you do today what um, everyone else thinks that is just a job. It's more than a job. It's a calling. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, I really appreciate the call and the, and the thoughts there. Uh, Wanda Cook-Robinson, you aren't you are asking people in the schools too to continue their work and in some cases do things that uh, that may be asking them to take some risk I, I, I would imagine in in making sure that people have the things that they need um, yes we are and the educators have stepped up you know one of the things that has really come to light as we have been in this situation is equity you know, even across Oakland County, when we look at connectivity in all of our households, we still have some school districts in some areas where we don't have 100% connectivity in the home. So we have been working and helping to support those school districts to find Chromebooks, to get them connected. The cable companies are stepping up and helping um, so that we can get those students connected. And, again, a big thank you. I agree with Adrian. Those child care workers that are, are coming to work and stepping up, um, we really, really appreciate that, particularly for our first responders. Mm. Our first responders in the hospitals, in EMS, 
police, fire, and so on, we need them on the job working all shifts. And they need health care, not health care, child care. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. So, so talk about the child care needs that people have, especially families of need in Oakland and what Oakland schools are maybe able to do. There are people who still have to go to work and now their kids are home. What, what, what relief is available for them? We have been working with the governor's office since Saturday on this issue, all of the intermediate school districts in the state. There are 56 intermediate or county districts like Oakland, Wayne, Risa, in Wayne County, Macomb, ISD in Macomb, et cetera. There are 56 of us around the state. And we have been working with the governor to try to identify child care programs and support for families. And we are looking at <clears throat> having them be able to call 211 to identify possible um, programs that are open for their students, and the ISDs are working by putting information up on their websites as well. So we're working with the governor's office on that. Hmm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Steve in Southfield. Steve, what's on your mind? Hi. Um, I wanted to uh, share some of my thoughts on the economy. Okay. Uh, and the thing that got me doing a deep dive mentally on it was listening to Robert Reich, Professor Robert Reich, who was uh, he's a uh, professor at Berkeley and was Labor Secretary under Bill Clinton mm -hmm. for a couple of years. And on CNN, the question was posed, um, you're kind of parsing what's coming economically. Did you think it would be a deep recession? Uh, a great depression, and he said neither. He said the economy is shutting down while we watch. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately thought of the William Butler Yates poem, uh, Things Fall Apart, the Center Cannot Hold. And I don't mean that in a mystical, apocalyptic uh, terms, but that this is unique and unprecedented. The big three are shut down. Mm -hmm. Boeing aircraft is shut down, the production line. I worked for Boeing for a year. Um, and, and it goes on and on, the whole litany of uh, idled capacity in this nation like we've never seen. Yes, We're really good at ramping up like for World War II with Willow Run and turn out a bomber every 60 minutes. What do we do? when the absolute obverse has occurred. Yeah. Steve, that's a really that's a really great observation and and I'm glad you called and shared it with listeners. This is unprecedented and it is asking things of us that are really different than other crises that we might have faced at different points in our in our history. And I and I really appreciate your observation about it being the opposite. In other words, that often there is a massive mobilization that's required to meet a, a specific challenge that maybe we didn't foresee. Here, it is the the decommissioning of so much of our lives and of the economy that we're facing. Um, Dr. Cook Robinson, I wonder if you can speak to some of the the, the way that dynamic is playing out in in Oakland schools. I mean. You are on the mobilization end in some ways, 
because you're trying to fill the gaps that were created by the closure of schools. But you're also, again, the schools uh, are closed uh, and, and you're kind of shutting things down. It, it's, a, it's a duality that I think is, is kind of interesting. Yes. In fact, you know, the governor's executive order closed K-12 districts. Um, Oakland schools, along with my uh, 55 colleagues, we are intermediate school districts, so we are open. You're open, right? We are not closed. Now, the majority of my staff is working remotely, but we do have some staff, uh, a very, very few, working um, in the building. There's some things that we need to be there to do. You can't take certain files out of the building, that kind of thing. But the majority of my staff is working remotely and still providing services. As an intermediate school district, we provide support services in all areas of schooling. So we are still providing consultation support on food and nutrition, on um, regional purchasing, on reading, writing, and arithmetic, as my grandmother used to say. Mm. We are still doing those things in a remote um, format. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Shelby in Utica. Shelby, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Hi. I'm thrilled to be talking to you this morning. Mm-hmm. You guys are right on target by thanking the first responders. My husband um, is still going to work every day, which really just scares us. Mm. But um, I also work for a school, a, a music school. We are caught up with online learning, which is a good thing. Um, I'm really thankful that my son can take his lesson remotely, and I think that will be a silver lining, because that guy that just called was a real bummer. I think if we just stay alert of the situation, and everyone needs to readjust. Every business model needs to, unfortunately. I'm going to miss J.C. Penney's, for instance. Hmm. But anyway, good morning. I'm I've never called in. I just I love listening every day. <laughs> no, thank we, you. We really appreciate it, and and we appreciate the the info about how you're managing with with all of these things, and that uh, you know that that everything has to change, and that we all have to kind of adapt and and not react. I think the way that we would normally react to things, and just kind of take things in stride and and try to figure out how to manage all of all of what's happening to us. Before we go back to listeners, Dr. Cook-Robinson, I want to ask you if uh, you can cast forward just a little bit and think about whether we will have a different kind of summer than we normally do with schools because of the time that we may miss. In other words, would this extend the school year? Would this perhaps delay the beginning of the next school year. I mean, one of the things that I think we haven't really understood quite yet is what life looks like in just a few months. Uh, Steve, that's an excellent question. And the word of the day is adapt because this is the new (laughs) normal. We have put together a task force of superintendents in Oakland County, and we're looking at that very issue. We have 55 days, Steve, between now and when school will have ended. And we have to, depending on when school resumes, um, we have to decide what we're going to do in that short term. And then we have to look at how we're going to carry on learning to improve and increase student achievement. We're working with MDE and our superintendent, Dr. Rice, because at this point we're going to need some waivers on a number of things. 
um, state assessments that should be taken and all of that that gets to grades, and, and I know that's a big issue out there as well. But there's another piece of this, Steve, and that is the U.S. Department of Education and our Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. We need help from the feds at this point because, you know, there are certain school is full of rules and regulations. If we are going to extend learning through the summer, then we're going to need to waive some things that we should have reported on by June 30th. All of that is underway. Um, Dr. Rice is working on writing letters to the U.S. Department of Education to ask for waivers. And, again, we have a task force, as again, here in Oakland County, where we are planning out to see what that will look like. I wish I had an answer to say it's going to be June, July, and four days, but we don't. We are developing that and discussing that as we speak. But, again, this is going to take tremendous support from our State Department, from MDE, and the federal education office yeah yeah uh, again shelly thanks for the call and the comments let's go to ashton and lake orion ashton welcome to the show yes how are you today good, good morning you? Mm-hmm. go ahead up oh, we lost ashton there on the on the line uh okay ashton call us back and we'll get you in to talk about uh, what's going on in your world with coronavirus and the pandemic All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Dr. Wanda Cook-Robinson, thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Mm -hmm. All right, up next we're going to talk with an early childhood expert about how to talk to your kids about the coronavirus and the times that makes all of us anxious. How do we deal with all of the things that are changing in our kids' lives because of coronavirus? Also, stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. One zero one nine WDET, Detroit's NPR station, celebrating seventy years of radio in Detroit. You're listening to Detroit today on one zero one nine WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. If you're at home with your young kids right now. What are you doing to fill the days? And if you're also trying to work from home while the children are hanging around the house, how's that going? According to our next guest, having a schedule can give some much-needed structure to each day for you and for your kids. Dr. Bridget Bobian is a professor and graduate coordinator for early childhood education at Eastern Michigan University. Bridget, welcome to Detroit Today. So your expertise centers on early childhood, so that's infancy through third grade. Talk about the things that stay consistent as far as the needs of children in that age group, even as everything else around us changes. They still need the same things, and we've got to do it in a different context. Right. It's actually fairly basic. If you look at what good preschool classrooms high-quality early childhood programs do. They provide consistency, structure, and those two things equal safety. And so if we can create an environment in our home for our children that really focuses on doing those two things, 
all of this will be much calmer for our children. Mm. So uh, when we think about when we think about then the day now with lots of people perhaps in the home who wouldn't otherwise be there, what should we be what would, should we be doing that would make it better not just for us but also for the kids themselves who are experiencing this change and may not really understand fully why everything is turned upside down. Right. So a, a lot of providing structure in your day helps not only your children, but you. So structure really equates to safety because you can expect things and there's a consistent pattern. And so it's important to start as early as you possibly can in your home, creating structures that make sense to your family. And that's going to look different for every single family, but there should be some key things that you put into place. A consistent wake up and bedtime, consistent meal times, mm. time to read, some nature time, moving your body, um, and even some time for quiet contemplation and boredom, because boredom actually promotes creativity. And that's not a bad thing right now. Right. The, the idea of Sitting still, perhaps, and thinking or sitting still and reading quietly is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, my guest is Bridget Bobian, Dr. Bridget Bobian, professor and graduate coordinator for early childhood education at Eastern Michigan University. We're talking about what we should be doing with our children right now while most of us are staying at home instead of going to work. And our children are there, too, because schools are closed. What should the day look like? Uh, each day to make sure that uh, kids stay on task and don't get bored, uh, don't get too stir-crazy. Also, how much of that structure helps us as adults? Give us a call and tell us whether you are at home with kids right now and how you're starting to sort of structure that new routine. What are your days look like and how are you interacting with your kids? Is it really different than it was just a few days ago before all of us we're in the house together all day. What are the biggest challenges you have as far as that daily routine so far during this pandemic? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Ashton in Lake Orion. He was with us a little earlier and got cut off. Ashton, welcome back to the show. Hey, good morning. Apologize about that uh, okay. bad signal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm just calling on the topic of, uh, you know, the, the, the coronavirus that's going on, the epidemic. Um, you know, we have three children. We wanted to just take, I just wanted to take the time in the platform. I work for FedEx and, uh, Wanted to just take the time and the platform just to be able to thank all the teachers and all the schools that's doing what they can uh, to provide, still provide schooling for our children. Hmm. Um, we just picked up our Chromebooks for our children a couple of days ago. They've been really excellent with providing that. And then also I just wanted to just take the time also just to tell everyone, you know, us FedEx drivers, us that deliver the post office, uh, UPS, things of that nature, you know, we're, we've, uh, our volume has picked up, you know, and mm. uh, we would like to just say, I would like to say, you know, if there's certain things that's, you know, a dire need, you know, place those orders online as, as normal, you know, but if there's something that's not really as important as, as you know, as important at this time, you know, because we're real, really out here, you know, risking ourselves just to be able to provide medicine, 
perishable foods and things of that nature for, you know, homes and families mm-hmm. and things. And, uh, you know, just think of us because we're we're on seven days right now and they're talking as if, if we're not going to close down as like other factories or other places, you know. Right. Um, I mean, it's so a critical it's a, it's a critical service right now. I mean, if if we didn't have FedEx, if we didn't have UPS and other carriers, I'm not sure how people would get pretty vital supplies that are going to start to be in short supply soon. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, just just think uh, think about us when you guys place those orders, we would like to say, you know, uh, you know, because we're, we're, we're working hard trying to provide everything for everyone and make everyone, you know, comfortable as possible, especially with everyone being, you know, on lockdown. Some counties and some places are being on lockdown and things, so. Just think about us, and yeah. uh, you know we really appreciate. It. I just want to say again, so, we really appreciate the teachers and the schools. Yeah. So Ashton, give me an give me an idea of how the virtual learning is going for your kids. Are they are they taking to it? Are they a little resistant? Are they maybe a little confused by it? How's that How's that working? Actually, are sticking to it. Um, you know, it, it, we're trying to do different things to be able to make it exciting. You know, uh, to make it more interesting. Um, so we've been we've been trying to do different things, and we've been looking online for different activities to be able to uh, offer them to be able to make it more interesting and not allow them to you know have be bored with it, you know. Hmm. And um, and this is probably you know. Yeah, Ashton, really appreciate the call uh, and the info. Thanks again for listening and for helping our listeners out with uh, information that they might not otherwise. Have had. Let's go to Sandeep in Bloomfield. Sandeep, welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, my name is Sandeep, and we, um, my family owns a um, pretty large preschool daycare in Rochester Hills. And, mm-hmm. You know, I made a decision a few days ago um, to close our school. Um, but I had a question for the previous guys. Maybe you, you know. Are, pre- are daycares and preschools mandated to close at this time, which I'm not really sure because I've been looking into different um, just websites and things, and nobody really said I had to close. Right. But I closed um, mainly for the safety of our children, and we didn't have too many families that it was an essential for them to be at school. Um, so we decided to close and um but I think others are still open. I'm yeah. just that's one question. The other other comment I wanted to make was, um, you know, each one of us um, has such an important role. I think it's very unique that I have a role in this. Yeah. Every like every student, every child, every you know teenager has a role in solving this problem, and I think that's unique. In other cases, we had to rely on maybe a medicine or something, but in, in our situation now, in this current time, pretty much all we have to do is stay away from, you know, infecting other people, which mm-hmm. is difficult, but at the same time, it's simple, right? Mm-hmm. If each one of us just stays home or yeah. works from home or does other things, um, I think in the near future there will be a solution. So I just want to make that comment, because I saw some people going to spring break in Florida, and they're still not getting the message. Um, I think we need to, because each person knows about 200 people, and we need to pass that on to everyone. We know that they should be sheltered in. Yeah, Yeah. Sandeep, I'm I'm glad you called. You know, I don't know what the rules are with regard to daycares. They aren't part of the K-12 system. 
obviously. I mean, I do think that it makes sense to shut them down because like other public places, uh, there there is, you know, there's the risk of spreading the virus there. Uh, Bridget Bobian, um, what, what Sandeep is talking about there reminds me of the need to like soothe our kids when when something like this happens, when this kind of disruption comes up in in their lives. I mean, I'm thinking of kids who are used to going to a daycare, for instance, every day and socializing in that space and now not not having it. I think that's another dimension of this. Aside from the schooling part of it, it's the social loss that for little kids really can be quite jarring. It can. And it's jarring for adults as well. It's important in this particular situation that the adults remember that they're the grown-ups in the relationship with the children and that they regulate their emotions in front of their children mm. so that it doesn't make their children more feel fearful or afraid. And they're playing a lot of roles for their children right now, not only parent, but friend and companion. And so that's a lot. And it loops back around to what I said in the beginning about the structure and how important it is. One of the things that can really help calm children's fears is sensory activities. And we don't necessarily think about doing those in our house, but there's wonderful recipes online for Play-Doh or covering rice and letting children run their fingers through it. Activities that are soothing and calming can be very helpful, not only, again, for children, but for their parents. And it's important to also figure out how you can help your children socialize. Um, can they FaceTime a friend? Can they... Uh, read a story with their teacher. I know many, many teachers are reading stories to their classes on Facebook Live, and there's a lot of teachers out there that are hoping to help all kids by reading stories on, online or on Facebook, and so they can communicate and socialize with people outside the home that way. Mm-hmm. And it's also really important for children for parents to tell children to look at all the helpers right now. That was a wonderful thing that um, we, we've heard repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Look at the helpers. Look at all the people going above and beyond to make sure that we can be healthy and happy and survive all of this in a way that makes us more functioning and better as a society. And that helps children really focus on what others are doing that's positive and then in turn can focus on what they can do that's positive action. Yeah. Uh, Before we end, I want you to talk a little about the importance that food plays in, in the structure that you were talking about that kids need at this point, meals, that, that keeping us a regular schedule and, and sort of, making sure that you keep to that schedule with food is is another kind of leveraging point for the normalcy that that kids are looking for. Right. So in preschools, we usually have breakfast, lunch, and then they go home to dinner and two snacks. And if a parent can kind of structure their day to make sure that at least the three meals are consistently placed, again, that creates a sense of security. If 
this goes back to your basic psychology 101 class, but if you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the very bottom is making sure that your physical needs are being addressed. Mm -hmm. And then once those are addressed, the next level of development is to create safety. So parents need to focus on those two things, and consistent mealtimes are really an important part of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bridget Bobian, professor and graduate coordinator for early childhood education at Eastern Michigan University. It was really great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, Tune in Monday for a closer look at the federal legislation aiming to address the most pressing issues brewing in American life during the coronavirus pandemic. Also, stay with us uh, on the program here. This has been a really special and important week on Detroit Today where I feel like we have really established connections that maybe we didn't have with each other before. We are really trying to create a space here where you can come each day to find information and discussion and soon debate again about the issues that really matter to us. This is going to be kind of a long haul. This is the beginning of it. I am really, really happy about the way it is turning out. It is something of a silver lining at a time of real tragedy. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.